Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. George, I think that we talk about this a lot, but, you know, our listeners keep asking for it. And right now we're going to do a Q&A from a listener who really needs some affirmation about his own sex drive and the frustration that he feels in his partnership. All right, let's do it. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. You want to read it? You're such a better reader than me. Okay, I'll read it. I like listening to your voice. Ah, that's sweet. Okay, my therapist recommended that I listen to you both. I find it all very transcendent and affirming. Thank you. Thank you so much. My partner, even though she was the one who was more sexually adventurous in our relationship at the beginning 20 years ago, well, after two kids and especially after the birth of our son, which brought up all these issues of gender for her, well, now she sees sex as a threat. She's conditioned me to think that as a man, all sex that I want is not romantic or is pornographic. That's not true, but the thing is sometimes I just want to fuck because it's such a great release, but mostly I want to fuck my wife because I love her and I want to feel loved in return, and somehow she can't see that. Oh, and then he says, I don't want my marriage to dissolve, and least of all over sex, but I'm feeling quite lost. You know, and I I probably get an email like this once a week. I, I had another one from a man recently who said, due to some childbirth injuries, his wife too shut down and had told him, you know, that kind of her response to his initiation is all you think about is sex. I can't even think about that. And, you know, and he says, you know, we don't have to do anything that would hurt you. How about something else? And she's like, no, I'm not into that. And how about couples therapy? No, I don't want to do that. Maybe in, you know, after I get more settled, but they, you know, it's been years now that they've been in this same place. And I do think there are difficulties with childbirth, certainly to the body, and there are difficulties raising kids. But well, this um, is the age-old, you know, God's sense of humor. Men want to be fed and fucked, and women want to feel safe and supported. And we know that's exaggerated, but there is definitely some you. truth in that, right? You know, so this guy is speaking to that part of him. Like, can this part of me that wants to fuck? not be pathologized is just this pornographic like lust that there's being wanting to fuck can be more than just that mechanical thing that you know and i think he puts good words to how a lot of men feel that you know that fucking is a way of connecting it, it is. is a way yeah. of feeling really vulnerable like knowing your partner wants you and you want your partner and you're pleasing each other. I mean, it, it doesn't get that better, you know, than moments like that. And I think just just having our listeners find better words for, I mean, we, 
if you feel just fucked and used, we could see how that doesn't work so well. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that is to be able to appreciate, can you expand your definition of what fucking is? Mm-hmm. Like for a lot of people, it is incredibly romantic. It is how they feel loved. And I, I, I just appreciate that this guy is highlighting that. And I think so many, especially men, feel this way, but aren't able to put it into words, right? They yeah. just wind up hearing, this is all you want, this is all you want. They start to feel guilty. And it's hard to stand up for themselves and say, wait a second, it, what I want is healthy and beautiful. And it's more than you're seeing it. I'm sorry you see it this way. I can try to help you with that, but I need you to see my truth more and see this part of me that's that's really important. And I, I think a lot of people miss this. And I do think, you know, for men many times, and I gotta say there's women out there that just wanna be fucked too, so you know, and, and enjoy and then, it, and enjoy the the and men want comfort and support too. I mean, we yeah, all yeah. want all of that. Yeah, I mean, this is it, we are talking about maybe a stereotypic way of the genders splitting on this, but you know, I I deal with a ton of women who are sexual pursuers and mm-hmm. love sex, and you know, w- want it to be playful, want it to be wild, and I think for many. Women, especially, you know, sex can be kind of mundane when it's like, go upstairs, pull down the sheets, do it, get up, get cleaned up. You know, you know there's what? not a whole lot of energy in that. And those women aren't described as you just want to fuck me, really. <laughs> you know, why is there that double standard? They have the same drive and desire and, you know, that that the, 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 the men want. But our society looks at that and says there's a woman with a really healthy sex drive. She's kind of wants it for herself, and that's really beautiful and important. Like, I guess what I'm seeing— I don't think our society says that about women, really, George. I do not think there's much affirmation for that. There is if you're young and single, right, and beautiful. mm -hmm. It's like, wow, she's really hot, and she wants it all the time. That's so cool. But no, not so much if you are not young and hot and single. It's like— I don't think there's a lot of affirmation about women still wanting it. So it, that's another argument. We got to we got to well, address again, this just guy. To, we will address that guy, okay. but just that argument between the couple. What I'm saying is that woman who wants to fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of men look at that and say, "Hey, you have a problem. You're trying to use my body," or like, "There's something about that that you know the guy will usually have a problem. What's wrong with me? Why I don't want to fuck?" But I, I don't think most men see wanting to fuck from a woman as something as negative as a lot of women say it. I mean, certainly there are some really happy couples out there, right? Yes. (laughs) And there are, and oftentimes the woman expresses her drive directly and she does say, fuck me. And she does want it. And she expresses that. Yeah. And, and glad is the couple that where the man receives that and it says, hot dog, you know, I got a hot one and this is so great. Mm-hmm. And the woman who says, hot dog, I got a hot one too, who wants me. And that that's is the target. So great. That's the target. You know, I mean, yeah. And I, I think this, this idea though about the, the fucking is sometimes the investment in pleasure and kind of a raw experience about letting go. And, you know, maybe it isn't always interpersonal and intimate and romantic. I mean, maybe sometimes it just is, you know, I want to get down and do it. Let's just do it. You know, I mean, that can be very exciting. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. that as a male, you know, he's probably got pounding testosterone that urges him to do that. And it's exciting. 
Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's exciting. This is the way he finds excitement in life. It's like if you're trudging away, you got two kids, like he says, Mm -hmm. you're going to work every day, you know. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. It's like I think that Netflix, right? Instead of Netflix, you you want to get get busy. Yeah. I mean, it's a great stress release too. So again, yeah. just trying to to make some space to just tell this guy, you know, I'm I'm with you. I hear what you're saying that you know you want to be able, you want more comfortableness around wanting to fuck and not have to feel like there's something wrong with you because you want that. Yeah, and I do think there is also culturally a message that goes out to men that they are bad for feeling like this. Yeah. That, that they are animals and that they're only in tune with the animal part of them and somehow or another they're bad. And I'm here to say that is not true. This is a great, healthy part. This drive that you have to fuck or to, you know, have sex, we need it. You know, that the partnership needs it in order to keep sex alive. I mean, I, I really think without that drive, I, many, many couples would suffer and struggle. And this is what is beautiful during those child-rearing years. Yes. Is how do you harness this in a way that makes it good for both people? Exactly. And we're not, well, I'm sure we're going to get feedback from our listeners with this. We're, we're leaning into this side of it, right? The flip side is there's nothing like somebody who wants to fuck you all the time and you're not in a mood where it doesn't feel like it's about closeness or connection. So again, we spend lots of time talking about, you know, yeah, the pressure to have sex. And, you know, we can we can talk about that. So let's shift to that. Like, what is it? What happens during childbirth that causes, you know, in this example, women who are really adventurous and want to fuck and are engaged all of a sudden that starts to shut down? Yeah. You know, I, I really think part of it is this being a mom, being maternal essentially being Mary, right? The the virgin mother who is like not concerned with carnal things. She's got to give everything to her children, be available. And she has a problem splitting off this part that allows herself to be selfish enough to want pleasure still, to to want to party, to want to fuck. It's like, ah, that's what who I was when I was young. Now I'm mature. I got to like be a giver. You know, yeah. I think when we want to fuck, we are quite aware Takers, of the part yep. that wants to take. And yep. a healthy sex life is give and take. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That resonates. I mean, you have to sacrifice. And, I mean, new moms have to be the hardest job in the world. I mean, you basically go on hold your own personal needs and you got to put someone else's needs before your own. Yes. But, you know, then it seems that there is that shift that sex becomes something I got to do for my partner instead of wanting it for me. And that that shift is... If it's temporary, it's fine. But if it becomes chronic and habitual, it's going to be a big problem. Yeah, and I certainly see all the many things. I think it's a complex issue. One of them is, you know, my body changed. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm as hot, maybe. Uh, I don't get that affirmation from my partner that I'm as hot. Although I got to say, I have seen one couple and, you know, I think she's smoking. But she doesn't think she's as smoking. And he is so affirming. He's like, look at, I look at your body. I want you. I want to see you naked. I want to touch you naked. I want to touch everything. I mean, he's just so affirming. And it's like, you know, he's going to, he's going to get out of that. It's going to pay him dividends because 
she's going to respond. I think women do respond really well to that kind of mm-hmm. affirmation that she is attractive. And I, I think there's also kind of the sense of, you know, tired, busy, it takes so much energy. If I were a man who had a wife with two kids, I would send her away once a month to a hotel to sleep all night long. I would just, like, that's in the budget. Go to the Hilton, you know, and spend the night and take the whole day for yourself. I got the kids on Saturday once a month. As long as we get out of sex when you come back, right? I, I don't know that I would say that. I know, I know. It's a tease. I would, it's a joke. And, and it's, it's, you know, this kind of investment is long-term. Yeah, I would hope she would come home able to have sex or she would call him up and want him to come over in the afternoon. I think, Lori, a lot of us men need to know a little bit about what changes. I mean, I, I think we can get some of the emotional changes, right? The stress and the taking care of kids. So what what happens to the body? You know, when you give birth and things change and, you know, things are cut and all, you know, like what what might be some of the carryover of these physical changes that men mm-hmm. might not know about? Okay. So certainly immediately after birth, women are pretty delicate because of two issues. If it was a vaginal birth, their vagina is a bit tore up. And also there's a hormonal change. They have prolactin, which means they're the hormone that has them make milk, even if they're not nursing, they still have that hormone in their body. It depresses libido and it causes her vagina and her vulva to become dry. So there's, you know, you got two strikes against you, just physiological. And, you know, you're also riding the waves of hormones as your body is coming back into itself. So it's, it's not a good stew, if you will, to feel horny. Mm. So that that's one part. But like what happens, I, I would also say most women, this is really crazy. And a lot of people I've talked to don't know this. But if you have a vaginal birth, the way the baby comes out, even if you're not cut or it, it has nothing to do with the episiotomy. But the baby's head is so big that it, there's something called a stretch wound. So it kind of stretches the nerves in your vagina And many times the left side of their clitoris is not as sensitive as it used to be. So it's a really common wound. Mm. And so she literally may have less sensitivity or she may need touch to be changed on her clitoris, you know, to to kind of assist and say, hey, this this feels a little bit better on this side now. I don't know why, but it's true. So, I mean, I think so much talking needs to happen. And there literally are physiological changes that go on. All right. Well, let's. Let's pick up what we can do to help this guy when we come back. George, I am too busy to cook. I have to skip the trip to the grocery store and all the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning. And I love Factor. I love their food. It is never frozen. And I can heat it up in two minutes. So I use it when I'm at work. And I use it when I'm at home working as well. Uh, Sometimes, you know, instead of going out to eat, we just... Pop that thing in the microwave and we are done. I love this stuff. Fast and good. You know, that's what I like. I think what's cool about them is they are flavor-packed meals and you can kind of choose your type of meal. So keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, whatever diet or, you know, nutritional plan you're following, they Factor has got it. Meat and potatoes, they're there. <laughs> Meat and potatoes, George's type, yes. right. So head to factormeals.com slash foreplay50. Use the code foreplay50 to get 50% off. Not bad. 50% off your first box. 
code foreplay50 at factormeals.com slash foreplay50 to get that nice 50% off. George, feeling is everything. Excitement, intimacy, anticipation, contentment. UberLube lets you feel all the things you want to feel. Lori, I'm so proud of our partnership with UberLube. They really are making a difference, helping people feel more, enjoy more. That's all what we're about to. So we just really appreciate our partnership with them. Exactly. UberLube, it was created with sex in mind. Its formula is pure. It's basically silicone-based, smooth and silky, and it's body-friendly, so you don't have to worry about yeast infections or glycerin or parabens. And it's got a perfect pump for the perfect experience every single time. Ooh, that's kind of sexy. Yeah. Uberlube.com with the code foreplay for your discount. Hey, we love Uberlube. And thank you, listeners, for supporting Uberlube, who supports us. Uberlube.com with the code foreplay. Okay, we are doing our training for couples therapists on how to work with sex and the sexual attachment cycle. I'm so excited. We're going to do this sponsoring it ourselves on March 3rd and 4th. Yeah, Lori, this training is going to be pretty cool, right? We have a whole bunch of therapists already signed up, but this is a chance to really try to figure out how to bring that sexual cycle into the room to work with it. Right, exactly. And we're going to go back and forth between the emotional and the sexual cycle and their interaction and how therapists can really get through when people are blocked in their sexual attachment and We want to do all kinds of things with them, you know, how and when to bring up sex, what are the EFT change events, working in the sexual attachment cycle, and I want to do four common sexual dysfunction blocks, and I'm just excited. Anatomy and physiology, that'll be fun. Don't forget our best sex conversation And our best sex conversation assessment. There's really a ton of information that you'll leave this training feeling much uh, better equipped on how to, you know, work with it. And let's face it, a lot of us don't get enough training to feel skilled in this area we need we need to do our work and this is just a good step in that direction yes so you can find us on foreplaysextherapy.com and it's under the resource section spread the word you know in helping this guy we do want to support that drive and that part of him that really can enter it. And we want to help women be able to enter it better after childbirth and after having kids. I am reminded of that episode where we laughed our heads off about nipple clamps. And I got to tell you, y'all, I mean, George and I, we're sexual pursuers, so we get it. I mean, it was kind of funny because it's one thing is not like the other. And I I want you to know I was in touch with him. I talked to him about it through email. I shared with him the episode You know, I did not want to hurt his feelings. And really, we're on his side, you know, because I think both of us understand that drive to kind of push the envelope. We're going away for a weekend. And, you know, we would have done that with our partners, maybe. But so we are not against sexual pursuers by any stretch, nor another comment is somehow or another, we're insensitive to people with low desire. You know, oh, my gosh, I've spent my entire life working with people with (laughs) low desire, trying to help and trying to have mercy and and I, you know, I live in a female body, so it's, I, I really do get it. Yeah. And just doing a podcast on sex, you're going to step on people's toes. It's just, it's inevitable. Yeah. And I, I do think it's important if we want people to have more conversations around sex, 
some of the time it has to be light. You have to have fun. You have to laugh. I mean, otherwise this stuff becomes too serious and we just strengthen this, this, this dark cloud that's always around sexual conversations. Yeah. You know, so if, if anything we say in this podcast offends or it's misattuned or we hurt someone's feelings, we yeah, really appreciate our listeners reaching out and letting us know that's how we grow. That's how we get kind of educated. And, you know, we also hope our listeners can kind of join us sometimes in, in not taking this stuff too seriously because there's, there's more to sex than just kind of all this heavy stuff that we can kind of talk about mostly in our podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but let, let's get back to this a, man who wants to fuck. Right. Let's get back I, there. What, what you're helping me with Lori is just recognizing for a lot of women after childbirth, there isn't as much choice as maybe men think men think it's like, you know what? You liked it. Now all of a sudden you put in the kids first and you don't like it. It's not so important. Like you're choosing to do that. And, and what you're helping us to see is actually like, you know, your body changes so rapidly and there's so many strikes that start to come up, you know, in the sexual realm. And then emotionally you get pulled towards giving. And I mean, you kind of lose yourself sexually. Yeah. And that, it's more about the loss than it is about, you know, not wanting. And I think as a guy that helps me say, oh, man, you lost something. I want to help you find it as opposed to you're making a choice to hurt me. Exactly. And and I really do think as a man who he can fuck, you know, his body is ready to fuck. And when he comes home and he's had a hard day and he wants to discharge some stress her hard day, it's its going to take that transition so much longer, mm-hmm. you know, to get up to a place where, okay, I, you know, I've let go of all the needs of the children, all the needs of my work, all the needs of everybody who's pulling at me, because mostly still women are primarily the caretakers. I mean, they're the ones who, you know, how many doctor's appointments have you made for your kids, George? So many, I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I know Kathy though. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, even if you pick up the children and put them to bed, there is still this like mental burden, I think, if you feel like you're still in charge and and getting rid of that mental burden is hard work. And letting go of the damn list is hard work, especially when you have kids cuz your list triples. I, d- I remember the day when my children were all out of the house and I found the the notebook with all their schedules, all the soccer schedules and their school schedules and all this thing that I kept track of. You know, I was like, I can throw this damn thing away. You know, I'm not tied to the multitude of issues that are going on in their lives. It's like I can I can be a little more free, which is great. Yeah. So I guess I would want to tell this guy two things. One is... You're not another child, that what you want is healthy and beautiful. And I think when you get comfortable with that in your own skin, that you want to stand up, not in a critical way, but in an assertive way, that that feels like I do have a right to say this. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of men feel so guilty about this, they wind up saying nothing at all. Mm -hmm. To say, no, you have a right to say this. And then part two is how do I say it in a way my partner can hear it? And what I'm taking from you in this is... Like, it's really important that I try to make time 
for you to discover this part of you that you've lost. Like it's the lack of time that and 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 ability to refocus on you to take again. I mean, you don't really have the time for that. So I can keep adding more pressure on you by making demands, but that's just going to do more of the same. It's going to mm-hmm. just get you further away from kind of you wanting to do it for you and you, you doing it more for me. So how do I give you time? So you want to role play it? Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. I want to hear. I don't know what the heck I'm going to say, but we're going for it. Okay, let's go for it. You know, even as I want to bring up this topic, I'm already trying to figure out how to bring up talking about sex in a way that doesn't criticize you. Because I know that's that's the history of our relationship around this. And I don't want to do that. I do want to protect you in these conversations. You know, and I also want to be able to kind of talk about me and what I want in a way that doesn't feel like just another demand, another way of burdening you and just another, you know, another thing to put on your list because it sets both of us up for kind of failure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I can feel my stomach a little bit tense, but I know you want to talk about it. So go ahead. Okay. So, and again, it's this. I can feel my trepidation. <laughs> I can feel your tenseness. And it's like, you know, somehow this dark cloud has come over our sex life. And I just, I just want to, you know, we have to deal with that sometimes. It's great. But I just want to be able to have some fun and some lightness around our sex life. Like, I just want rainbows and the sun to come out and be like, you know, and, and I know it's both of us that have created the clouds. This is not a you thing. You know, and when I think about our relationship and when things changed around kids, like I start to like, I'm really wondering how, how hard it must be for you to kind of have your body change and to have, having to take care of this, this kid every moment and to worry about things like there's not a lot of space for you sexually. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And then you, you know, then I make you feel bad because you don't, you're not in a mood and it's like only makes things worse. So again, I, I, I want to figure out how to help you. If you want that, like maybe I could take some things off your list so you could find more time for you. Cause I think that's what's missing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I have much time for myself ever, even when I'm, you know, commuting or something. I'm, half in the door already about all the things that got to happen, make supper, get the kids off to soccer, do, you know, just so many things. And then you're right. When you come home and you're kind of charged up about sex, I'm like, where have you been? Like, there's a million damn things we got to do. And, and if I'm going to be sexual, it's like, I just, you know, end of the day, 930 after the kids are in bed, honey, I'm ready to drop. Mm-hmm. And I just, I I don't want you to feel like there's a dark cloud. And I agree. I mean, for me, the dark cloud is kind of just, it like, I, you know, I'm in a fog. It's more like a fog. I, I don't even see sex anymore. Right. And again, that does bad things to both of us. I'm not yeah. sure we, I have any of the answers. I just think it's it's good to talk about it. Right. It's good to, I hope, I, that's what I want you to see with me that I, I'm not coming from, and I know I get frustrated at times and I'm not frustrated at all now. I really just want us to, to face this together, to not have to point a finger at each other. You know, I, I feel so bad a lot of times because I want to have sex. 
you know, I want to be with you. And I'm like, but th- that's going to put pressure on you. Then I get mad at that. And it's like, it, it just creates this, the, you know, it, it feeds this cloud. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, again, that's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out. How can I make space for you mm. where, you know, you wanting sex tells me it's okay for me to have sex. And then we both win with that. Yeah. And I, I can understand what you're saying because there are times I do want sex and there are times that we start having sex and then I'm glad we do it. But you're right. I send you a lot of bad messages about um, your sex drive. You know, like mm. I know I've said things that are probably pretty ugly. I think sometimes I just so feel so bad about rejecting you that that bad feeling in me comes out as anger. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that. And again, I'm I'm blaming the cloud, not blaming you. I hear that. If you're in a place where you're in the fog and you don't even want sex. And here I come pressuring you. That can't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I, I don't know what to do about it. I do know these people who get away a lot. And I think mm. sex for us on vacation is is more alive and I Mm -hmm. feel more free when the kids aren't around and you know I know we don't have much money but and this is a hard time for your work to get away but I that's what my friend is doing and they are pretty intentional about it they don't go out to dinner much you know Mm -hmm. and they save up their money to do that and that kind of sounds fun to me and I think having some separateness some space from being a mom all the damn time and all that pressure, you know, I, I would appreciate that. So let's, thank you. I would take that. We'd have a nice date night schedule away somewhere. I think that would be great for our listeners. You know, maybe this is the fixing it part of it, but you know, maybe you agree for the next month to just touch base on this conversation. You know, yeah. Saturday mornings and Lori brings it up one week, I bring it up the next week. So it doesn't get fall on one person's mm-hmm. shoulders to do it all the time. Yeah. But really just to check in, right? It's less about even having all the answers and more about being in the space together, facing that cloud together. I agree. I just want to say, though, that, yes, I kind of moved to a fix. But also, I mean, if you can imagine as a man to hear a great idea And I think the reason she could come up with a great idea Mm -hmm. was because he was so gentle and so soft and so not blaming. And it's like suddenly she feels a little bit more free to imagine what do I need. Exactly. You know, so I I don't think that that's an unusual thing, place to go to. And when when the withdrawer is coming up with a solution, you want to celebrate. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's engagement. That is exactly what we're looking for in these conversations. Yeah. So good job. Okay. Well, we thank you for all our listeners and, you know, for our writing in and letting us into your, your struggle. And it's, you know, it's a universal struggle. We know sexual discrepancy is par for the course. It's, you know, every couple has it in some degree. And it's hard to talk about it without bringing in those dark clouds, right? But it does make a big deal if you face dark clouds together or alone. And that's that's the invitation that we're hoping you hear. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, y'all. Lori, really excited here. Two hours online, I'm going to do this view of self-training for therapists, really trying to get moment by moment. How do we help our clients go deeper from 
that defensive focusing on that partner to these really deeper views of self. You know, every therapist wants to get there, but there's not a lot of teaching on how to actually do it. Well, guess what? In this training, I'm going to break it down in concrete, tangible ways so you can kind of take some tools out of that training. I think this is going to be good. I just saw you post it on the EFT group on Facebook, and it's really reasonable. Accessing the view of self with George Fowler. Be there or be square. Join George on February 24th for this live online event. Sign up today at successinvulnerability.com. Quick shout out to Rebecca Jorgensen and her new exciting game to help couples. You can find it on buildingalastingconnection.com, the couple-connection-system. But if you get to the website, you're going to find this. This is really a cool thing that we want you to take advantage of because it's very reasonably priced and it basically takes principles of attachment and how you connect, how you can communicate better. It it gives you communication starters, conversation starters. It is really a fun thing. We're using it at our party this weekend for our therapists. We're going to introduce it to them. It is also a physical thing because it has a mat that you kind of walk around and do these exercises with. The mat assists you to kind of stay focused with each other and grounded because you're facing each other and you're moving through this, which we all know, right? Our bodies and our emotions are connected. So it's a beautiful resource. Good stuff. Highly recommend it. Check it out. That's buildingalastingconnection.com, couple-connection-system. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.